Hi, welcome back to another episode of Bold Blind Beauty on Air. Bold Blind Beauty on Air is clearing the air for more air. Accessibility, inclusion, and representation. I'm Ryan Maxwell. I'm Christine Barossi. I'm Marta DeVito. We are your co-hosts, and this is the podcast takeover. You may be wondering, what is a podcast takeover? And what happened to our regular co-hosts, Steph, Nazreen, and Sylvia? <laughs> we, Christine, Marta, and I are actually summer interns working with Bold Blind Beauty's virtual work experience program. During our internship, we will be gaining real-world ex- work experience with a social enterprise. The skills we learn at Bold Blind Beauty will benefit us by being transferable and will help us create our own opportunities. And now a little bit about us. As I said before, I'm Christine Barossi, an incoming graduate student at Fordham University. Like the others, I too have a background in psychology because of my bachelor's degree from Lehman College. I'm currently working to become a cybercrime analyst and have gained a new passion for data. In September, I'll be starting my first master's degree. It's a new challenge, but I'm excited to tackle it. When I'm not studying, my hobbies include gaming, reading, and watching movies. I'm excited to be working with Bold Blind Beauty and hope to gain new perspectives as well as practical experience to take my skills even further. Christine, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I feel like it's so wild that we have just met each other a few weeks ago, and yet we have so many similarities. I, too, am an avid reader, and I also am coming from a psychology background. In fact, I'm going to be a neuroscience major as an incoming freshman at Binghamton University in Vestal, New York. Um, I'm an aspiring social worker or maybe clinical psychologist. In the fall, I'm going to be starting to work in Dr. Deborah Kreiss's lab doing some really interesting, spicy research about OCD and social anxiety. I am just so excited to be working with Bold Blind Beauty because I have a great passion for helping people with disabilities just to be empowered and to strive towards a more equitable future. And it's obviously a great honor to be working alongside a great team of really qualified, smart, and talented interns. Thanks, Ryan. I totally agree with you. And I'm so excited to be working with Christine as well. Hi, everyone. I'm Marta DeVito, and I'm a advocate for people with disabilities. I'm currently pursuing a bachelor's degree in communication from Purdue University Global. I am so excited to be working with a company like Bold Bold Pine Beauty this summer. I'm also excited to be getting hands-on work experience that will help me develop the skills I need to one day be a communication representative for a nonprofit for people with disabilities. Because I believe that people with disabilities deserve to find their own voice.
So we hope you enjoy today's episode. Our guest is Dana Hinnant, a self-professed beauty junkie, former makeup artist and esthetician by trade, and the new beauty editor at Bold Blind Beauty. We now turn over to our regular co-hosts, Steph, Sylvia, and Nazarene. Hey, Dana. Welcome to Bold Blind Beauty on Air. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be with you today. Dana, can you share with us your sight loss journey? Yes, sure. Um, I have what is called retinopathy due to prematurity. I was a premature baby. I was also a twin. And basically, my low vision resulted in base of the treatments that I received. And so I refer to myself as a lifer, old school, visually impaired person. I still have low vision and I went to regular public schools, just received vision services while throughout my elementary, middle school years and high school. And once I got out, I didn't really have the resources about when a person who is visually impaired goes through the whole transitioning youth aspect of things. Because back in the early 90s, it wasn't information available that they are, that things are now. Mm-hmm. And so it more challenging if you didn't have the resources or didn't know have the connections to connect with to help you with the next steps of your life. So I had I was boots on the ground in the trenches, whatever resources that we found out, meaning me and my family, then we went with what we found out. Um, it was very challenging. If you talk to anybody who's been a lifer with their visual impairment and they started, you know, their journey um, before all of this technology came to be, they will tell you, yeah, it was, it's not like it is now. So I, I completed, I went to community college first and received disability support services uh, for my classes. Then I transferred, once I got my associate's degree, I transferred to University of Maryland and got support from the disability support services it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't easy the college part was not that's a whole nother book and when I graduated from college I was like I wanted to go to beauty school I always loved beauty always 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 um since I was really young and usually for those of us who go into the beauty industry it usually starts very young Mm-hmm. And I didn't take the chance when I was in high school to either go do a cosmetology program in an area high school. And by the time I got out of college, I was in my late 20s because I went to school part time and I was going to go to school. My mom was like, do you still want to go to beauty school? And I said, yes, this is my last semester graduating from college. And she said, we're going to make that happen for you. So that kept my my energy flowing and the positivity because I knew I was getting ready to pursue something that I really, really wanted to do. And that was a challenge in itself because 
you're coming into a situation. I went to a very good beauty school. I had very good support staff. I went for makeup first when they actually gave out licensing for makeup artists. Uh, I went went through that. And I thought, I said, hmm, once I did that, I, I want to sit for my boards. I want to become the esthetician. I want the higher license. So after I graduated, I did some local things in the area. I went back to the same school and got the training to get the certification so I could sit for my state boards. The school wasn't used to dealing with somebody who has a visual impairment, at least at the time that I went. They had other people with disabilities that may have attended the program, but not quite like mine. And then they had like some type of bad experience with that one person. And they kind of wanted to say or had the opinion that they might have the same experience, but they realized that I was very different. And I did extremely well in that program. I wish my grades looked like that in college. (laughs) So (laughs) it was just, it's been a journey. It hasn't been an easy one to go to crack the glass ceiling, to go into an industry that's not necessarily traditional for somebody who has a quote unquote disability. Because back when I was coming through, If you had a visual impairment at the time, I live in the D.C. metropolitan area. And a lot of times they for people who are visually impaired or any with that type of disability, they would recommend get a government job, get a government job. Easy to get into the government. It was and I did that for a little while, Um, found out I don't like office jobs. So I found out that was not for me. So I just. I felt like I was a trailblazer early on because I didn't have anybody that looked like me that was going through what I was going through to to tackle an industry that may not recognize people who have visual impairments. So it wasn't easy, but the journey was definitely worth it because it was some some ups and downs like with anything else. But I, I persevered through all of that. Dana, I love that you went for your passion. And as you said, you went into something that there are probably very few people who are visually impaired working in the beauty industry, especially as estheticians. And so why should women who are visually impaired, like Steph Nazarene and I, really get excited and care about beauty, about makeup, about skincare. Now, I can tell you all three of us do, but for our audience, why should we care about that? Well, we should care about that because we also want to look good as well. One of the things that I have noticed is the beauty industry is recognizing that blind and visually impaired women do love beauty and we do care what we look like. So they're recognizing that, which they never recognized before. So we're seen as being relevant to that. And that's thanks to some of the beauty, visually impaired blind bloggers that are out there that have a lot of followers um, making, showing how they apply their makeup. And the industry is trying to be a little bit more inclusive. And even with the packaging creating packaging for tactile um, purposes for somebody who can't see. I mean, the cosmetic industry 
had one of the major cosmetic companies has a blind ambassador as one of their spokespersons. So we should be excited about beauty because we want to look good too. And it's a part of our well-being. I totally agree. Totally agree. I, I can tell you that over the past year and a half, when we haven't had to fix up our hair and put on the makeup and the jewelry and get all dressed up, when I now get to do that, I'm like so excited to do it. Me too. I love doing that part. (laughs) Yes. If nothing else, we do it for ourselves. It feels good, right? Yeah, Yeah, it does. I I tell people when I, when I put myself together, my outfits and, you know, I don't wear a lot of makeup um, because I'm, I feel makeup can be an accessory. I wear it as a, as a finisher, but I do it for myself, not to impress anybody else, because whether we can see or not, we're being seen. So people are looking at how we present ourselves. So that's very important. That's an excellent, that's an excellent point that you make, Dana. Uh, One of the things that I like to say, you know, you've heard it said, when you look good, you feel good. I like to do it in reverse. When you feel good, you look good. Believing that beauty resides on the inside, um, that reflects on the outside. So when you feel good, you look good. And as you say, using makeup as the finisher, it only um, helps to illuminate what's on the inside. I agree. I agree. So what I wanted to ask you was, you know, as, as a skincare expert, uh, one of the things that I'm interested in in regards to skincare are uh, natural methods. Can you recommend any uh, natural ways of caring for our skin, such as using, I don't know, like essential oils, um, perhaps uh, products for people with sensitive skin um, as we age? Is there anything out there that you're aware of or can you make any recommendations? Um, just for, you know, general, it all depends on what a person is going through. You know, I'm not in the, and you're not in my chair or anything like that. I'm not doing a consult with you, but the three or four oils, like I love oils. They are, you know, sometimes they'll pop up in magazine articles that like, it's the new hottest thing. No, it's not. It's just being, you know, it's just being popular at the moment, but we as estheticians have used oils for years. So I like um, jojoba oil because that mimics the sebum in your skin. I like grapeseed oil and, and that is a good um, moisturizer. If you're having sensitivities, if you kind of find yourself having like maybe get a little skin issue, maybe like a little bit of a, a little bit of like a rash, quote unquote, maybe from eczema possibly because the properties that are in grapeseed oil, it helps with the skin barrier function, making, you know, to protect your, your barrier of your skin with the grapeseed oil. I like argon oil for those fine lines, wrinkles for our ageless skincare. I'm not going to say anti-aging, but ageless. And marula oil 
is one of the hot oils that is being talked about as another more potent um, ageless oil for for wrinkles and fine lines and even acne, then it's more potent than argon oil. Would you spell that for us? M okay, M A R U L A. At boldblindbeauty.com, we sell a message of empowerment, acceptance, and hope to convey through our fashion icon, Abby, our message of empowerment, humanity, by changing the way we perceive one another. When you shop our online store, you support our mission and projects such as this podcast. The Blind Chicks with Attitude Racerback Tank is soft, lightweight, and form-fitting with a flattering cut and and raw edge seams for an edgy touch. An Abbey Trio is front and center. Directly under the trio is a slogan with the word Attitude in non-tactile braille. For full product details, please visit boldblindbeauty.com. Dana, can you share with us the three best trends for 2021 that we as women should know about for the summer? Oh, the summer is finally here. The warm weather. So I know a lot of us are excited about that. We're starting to get out, starting to move around a little bit. So I'm going to, the popular trends, the three trends that I've been seeing is neon bright color eyeshadow you know we're still masked masked up and our eyes are exposed so if you're feeling a little bold and want to experience something beautiful try some bold color like turquoise pinks oranges on your eyes for something different uh the second trend it's not really it's been around but i'm seeing more of it and i think this would be a fun thing to do on your feet since we're in sandal season now is graffiti nail art or nail art in general. Just have some fun. You guys, you know, put that on your toes when you have your sandals on and you might come in with a movie theme on your toes and the people like, Ooh, that's different. So try something different with that and curtain bangs. You know, we, uh, we were talking about earlier, coming out of this pandemic and we're trying to get ourselves back into our beauty routines and want to try something new, you might be in, be in the market to have get bangs and curtain bangs might be the thing you might want to try. That sounds so much fun. I think I'm going to get some pink eyeshadow and I have some nail polish. So we'll do some nail art. And I think I already have bangs, but I guess curtain bangs are a little longer than the ones I might have. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've seen that everywhere. That's like the, like a big thing right now. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is for people who can't see? And that's a, that's an interesting thing is, is that when you're blind and you are, you have enough vision loss where you can't really see the new styles, the new haircuts, the new, 
trends, it's really hard to know what's going on. And so I, I actually not sure what that is. And I'm due for a haircut. So, okay. So first things are, okay. Think about visualize, you know, when you see a person and they have full frontal bangs and it's right above their eyebrow, uh-huh. and full, you know, it's that full thing. It's not parted on the side or anything. It's just full mm. bang across your um, eyebrows. So oh, okay. Yeah. How do these things just come back into style? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. So it all... That's all, I had those when I was a kid. <laughs> and I'm sure I've had them since, but... Is there an I age group I, you know, for that, Dana? Have... Curtain bangs and age group? No, I don't think it's an age group. It's just now you want to figure out if you have the right face for that. And I would go to right. a, I, yeah, <laughs> I would go to a professional, kind of have a consult to see if that look would be right for you. I just spent an entire year growing my bangs out too long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is wrong and that's what needs to be popular now <laughs> so so dana how, give us some tips of how to you've given us a couple but do you have any more tips of how we can just look fabulous especially with summer coming and and i want you to speak to uh those of us who are a little um 40s 50s 60s well, that's I'm right. where Nazarene, Steph, and I are. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, right behind, I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm close to 50 myself. And uh, so I'm always trying new things. One of the things is get yourself on a real good skin regimen. Now, you might have to seek out a professional to kind of get on a good regimen of what you need for your skin. Um, I don't want to get into specific because it, it can vary from person to person, but get yourself on a very good uh, skincare regimen. That's very, very, very important. Um, I'm going to say, I, I, I kind of changed this around a little bit as I thought about this. Diet has a lot to do with how your skin looks. And I'll get into that more in, in moving forward. I'll get more into that. How you, what you eat does show up on your face, believe it or not. People think it doesn't, but it really, really does. It just gives a mirror of what is going on inside of your body. And if you're a little, if you're, you know, as you say, as we move towards the sunset, but not quite at the sunset. Um, with makeup, less is more. Less is more. And you will be in your best, fabulous you. And just work with what you have. Dana, I want to also ask... Can you share with us the sort of the color schemes of this summer? I'm sure a lot of women out there would like to know, hey, what are those color schemes? What should we be wearing? 
Well, like I said, I'm seeing a lot of neon colors, a lot of the bright colors. And if you are a, a daring person, just experiment. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be like, I'm not, me personally, I'm not going to wear a green eyeshadow or pink eyeshadow, but I would wear a bright green dress or a, uh, I, so I'll switch the color in another way. And because everybody wants to see those who are looking, you know, color makes people happy. I'm not that, that brave to wear um, that bold of an eye color on my eyes per se, but switch that up into a nail polish, a bright color nail polish. Do it that way, the pinks and green, you know, the pinks, the yellows. One of the Pantone, Pantone colors of the season is yellow. So try sunny yellow on your toes. Try it on your fingernails if you want to, you know, be so bold. I know a lot of people like to play with color more so on their feet versus their hands. But that's a great way to just pop a little color. Just add a little color. Yep, that's what I I always have, like, try to have fun colors on my toes. My fingers are always the same color, pink, light, light pink. But my toes can be all kinds of colors. Colors make people style. And it draw, it just it just people like to see that it just it just brings a smile about like you just get a happy vibe when you see colors. I literally walk into the salon and say, because, you know, they want you to pick out your color and I can't see the color. And I go, you know what, whatever is fabulous and you think is going to make me look fabulous, do it. Surprise me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That means you'll try. You, you're you're open to try different things. Now, I'm sure they've said a few things that I've been like, maybe not quite that. <laughs> Actually, Dana, I love those tips and trends of, of the trend colors that you said. So if it's not working for you in your eyes, switch it up to your fingers, your nails, fingernails or your toenails. Or if that's not working for you and that's too bold, then put an outfit on. Uh, maybe match up a shoe or a handbag to swag it all out. I think that's a fantastic tip because everybody of us, we all have our own different comfort levels of wearing color. And I have to be honest with you, Dana, before going um, visually impaired, I was sticking to sort of the winter colors, the red, white, blues, and blacks. But I tell you now with the change of sight loss, I'll wear, you know, chartreuse green and I'll wear all kinds of different funky colors with funky names and my favorite is coral and shades of coral and orange I'll even I wear orange and so I'm more on the colorful side and daring with color now than I was before go figure I love I love it thank you Dina Sylvia Sylvia Nazarene and Steph for this amazing conversation if you'd like to connect with Dana, you can do so at boldblindbeauty.com. So please share this and ask your friends to subscribe and follow us and join us for our next podcast on Bold Blind Beauty on Air. Thanks for listening.